Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and I have Dr. Elaine Stagerberg with me, and she is an expert in real estate investing and many other things. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about what we're actually going to talk about with her today. And she's going to share with us how to hire your first full-time employee to start scaling your company. Welcome, Dr. Stagerberg. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you and to talk about this topic because this is one of those things where it's like everybody needs to do it eventually, hopefully, right? That's We all yeah. build our businesses to the point where we want to be able to hire people to help us to then enable us to grow. I'm really glad that you're here to talk about this with us. Let's talk about you. How in the world did you go from a psychiatrist to <laughs> a real estate investor? I know. Isn't that a crazy trajectory? Yep, you're absolutely right. I am trained as a psychiatrist. And along the way, I built a real estate portfolio with my husband. Started just very simply with renting the home that I lived in before we were married. We moved into his home and rented out my home and then decided that we really liked having that passive income and seeing that home grow in value and the mortgage being paid down and decided to become purposeful real estate investors. And essentially, kind of one thing led to another. We really enjoyed it. We enjoyed tapping into a lot of different skill sets of finding the deal, negotiating the deal, doing the renovations, doing all of the property management. And I'm a physician. My husband had a career in information technology, and we were able to take the excellence of those careers and apply it to real estate, which is a much younger industry. There are far fewer standards in property management and those sorts of things. And then we were able to work together too, which was a lot of fun. And we I, we joke that we we had this vision long ago that maybe I would have a psychiatry practice because you know, the nice thing about psychiatry is you can just, you don't need necessarily a hospital or a lot of equipment or anything. And he would have his business and maybe they would be side by side in the same office building or that sort of thing. And it turns out that we now work together. So as our portfolio grew and as our team grew, which is what we'll talk about today, we both made the decision to leave our respective careers and run our real estate company full time now. And now we do that with ourselves and a team of 27. That is a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. I love that your vision finally came together, although it's funny. It's like one of those things where like, you know what you want, but you're not sure how it's going to get there or how you're going to make it happen how it's going to happen. And it turns out to be something completely different than what you were thinking, but it still happened. And I love that story. So that's very cool. Thank you. Definitely. Where do we start? Like, how do you know? First, I'm going to ask this question. How do you know that it's time to hire a full-time employee versus four contractors or versus two contractors or one contractor or whatever that is? That is a, that's an excellent question. It's a, a topic I'm very passionate about. I think coming from medicine as a physician, it is just presumed that there's a team, right? The physician sees the patient, makes the diagnosis, makes the treatment plan, but there's a team of excellent professionals around that physician actually implementing the plan, administering the medication. If the person's in the hospital, taking care of everything there. And so when we came into our business, it was just very intuitive that, of course, we would build a team. 
But then there are also very different considerations in terms of where does the money come from to pay this person? And how do we lead and guide this person to have the outcomes that we need for our business? And then all of the things around payroll, HR, legal, those sorts of things. We knew early on that we needed to build a team to build the business that we wanted. There was a lot of fear and uncertainty. And if I could go back, I think as entrepreneurs, we always need to be asking ourselves and asking other entrepreneurs, what would you tell an earlier version of yourself in the hopes that, you know, for example, if you share a story with me, maybe something that took you a year, maybe only takes me a couple of days because I can benefit from your year of work. And, and if I can share this story, others can benefit. And it's that I wish we had hired faster. And I specifically was worried about where would the money come from to pay this person and really thinking of it from a scarcity mentality. Of, and to be clear, we're talking about property management. We had acquired a number of rental properties and we needed help with doing things like taking photos, putting lease, or putting listing materials up, signing leases, managing maintenance tickets. I thought of it as a zero-sum game of we're paying someone some amount of money per hour, then that's less income that our business will have overall. And that's just not true. And if I could tell an earlier version of myself, that's just not true. And that scarcity mentality that by hiring correctly and training correctly, it actually grows the business. And today we think of hiring as exactly the opposite. We think, okay, we would like to grow the business X amount of revenue or X percent in the next quarter. How many people do we need to bring on to make that happen? Now we think of payroll dollars and all of the things that you know, we're able to offer now in terms of health insurance and benefits, but all of those expenses that go into the people on our team as a clear investment. And if there was one takeaway that I would want people to have from this time together, it's that building a team, although it's very scary, is a huge investment in the company and transitioning the mindset from this is a cost to this person can bring X amount of value to my company is it was the game changer for us. And when I look back at when we started hiring and how fast our growth was after that, there's you could see it if you could just you could know nothing about our business, you could churn out our revenue and you would see a point you would say, oh, what happened there? And it would be hiring. Wow. My next question is going to be, how do you, and this is going to be different for every business, but how do you quantify that? If possible, there's a way that you can quantify that for any business. Like I have a, like an idea in my head, but I don't know if it's right. Like what I'm thinking, if you're paying someone like $20 an hour and you're bringing in a hundred or whatever, that's my easy, simple math. But I think you have a much better perspective of that that you could probably share with us. You know, excellent question. My perspective is quite simple, like yours, that we think that a person needs to bring about three at the value of all, their all-in costs. For us, that's things like payroll, health insurance, benefits. Some of our folks have company cars, but whatever all of those costs are, right? Maybe you're starting with a VA. You only have a, an hourly cost to that person. You don't have to worry about employment taxes or unemployment or you know, all of those other things. It's the simplest way to start is a 1099 V earning, you'd like to see at least 3x benefit from them in the company. And that may not happen all at once. And again, that kind of goes back to that 
scarcity mentality that I had that at first you don't see that, right? Because there's a training and an onboarding period. And not only are you training that person, you are training yourself as a leader of what are the tasks that we can delegate and what are the processes that we can put into place so that this can be repeatable and teachable and scalable. But first, it very well may be negative. But after a period of learning, I would say about a quarter, maybe two quarters, you should see at least a 3x multiple. And then today with our employees that have been with us for years, it's, it's undescribable. They might come into the office and have a million dollar idea one day because they're doing the work every day. They're in the weeds. They're whatever sentence you want to use, their boots on the ground, whatever that is. And they see things and understand things about the business that I don't even anymore because they're doing a different set of work and they have ideas and backgrounds and experiences. And now as a more established company, you know, I, I just wonder, I wonder what million dollar idea will come in the door from the team that we're creating. And of course, the payroll dollars will just take care of themselves. And this is another question that's unrelated, but related. How have you found the best way to find those employees? And it sounds like you have some very long-term employees in place. How have you gone about hiring and finding those type of employees that are in it for the long haul? They're looking for a career. They're looking for a company to grow with. Because I think, especially in this day and age where we've had the pandemic that kind of upended mm-hmm. everything and Absolutely. such fluctuations in employment and unemployment, I'm very curious to know your methods of doing that, if you're willing to share. Absolutely. I think one of the things that's been very important in our company setting the culture is knowing that people today value waking up and knowing that they are contributing to something bigger than themselves. Of course, people need to be paid well. Of course, people want health insurance and benefits and those sorts of things. But assume that salary and benefits are exactly the same from one job to the next. Most people are going to choose the job where they feel like they really belong. They're engaged. They can go home at the end of the day knowing that the time that they put in had meaning, that they're building something bigger than themselves. And we're very transparent with that. We just say that in our company meetings. Like we don't find that there's any need to have kind of a secret thought process in our head and then say something differently. We will literally say we have a, a, an all-hands team meeting every Monday morning. And we will say things, how is everyone feeling about the contribution you're making? How is everyone feeling about how connected you are to your coworkers, to us as leaders, to the company? Does everyone understand the mission that we're on? And we ask different questions based on how the room feels that week. Every Monday morning, we have an anonymous survey, very simple, set up on Google, a Google form, nothing expensive, nothing fancy. And it asks three questions. What is your energy for the day? That's a mood question, but I find that in American culture, people are ashamed of saying that they're in a bad mood, but they're not necessarily ashamed of saying I'm low energy. What is your energy from one to 10? How valued do you feel at work? And how connected do you feel at work? On a scale of one to 10, it's anonymous. And then we talk about the average. We can see the scores like individually, but we don't know who it is. And with a team of over 20, it truly is quite private. But we can see, oh, even though maybe the average is, let's say for energy, eight and a half, I see a two in there. Let's just keep an eye on that. And maybe someone just had a couple late nights this weekend and it's no big deal. But if we keep seeing that, we might say in the meeting, 
you know, hey, whoever that number two is, we're here for you. And if there's something you want to talk about or a resource that you might need or something that we can do to help you, we're always here. We do that, those three questions as part of our KPI meeting, our key performance meeting, which is all of the things like, what is our assets under management? What is our, what are our rents? How many maintenance tickets do we have outstanding? All of the things that go into property management. And we do our team first to set a clear, conscious and subconscious message that this is the most important thing we, we as leaders, my husband and I, can do for the company, which is first thing Monday morning, check in on how our team is doing. We really believe that the role of the leader is to set and cast the vision and then to provide the resources that the people need to meet that vision. We think uh, the phrase that we use in our company is doesn't make the boat to go faster. That comes from an Olympic team in 1998 that wanted to win the gold medal with like just a few years of training. And everything they did as a team, they asked, will it make the boat go faster? If they're, if what weightlifting are they doing? What practices are they doing? What mindset things are they doing? How do they make the boat go faster? We say, this is the boat that we're in and this is where the boat is going. And then the team says, this is what we need to make the boat go faster. And that might be a training, a resource, something physical, like a, another computer monitor or uh, office supplies. It might be a person. It might be one of our team members comes and says, now that I've been at the company this long, I have X number of responsibilities. I'm unable to keep up. We need to hire another person in this department. And then our job as leaders is to assess those requests and to supply those resources. And I think when there's that, that mutualism there, that the leaders and the team members, we're in this together, we know where we're going and we know that we all want to get there and we're doing it together. There's just such a healthy, positive culture and people love working here. The number one way that we find people to work for us is through word of mouth and referral. We've used things like Indeed and those other sources, and we have found some very good folks there. But most of it is we say, who wants to bring a friend to work today? And then just building those relationships. I will say one thing we've done differently that has worked very well for us that may or may not work for others, but I want to at least throw it out there, is we have made the decision to be 100% in person in our office, even when we had very few payroll dollars and we probably could have used like an offshore VA for much less cost, we just decided that we wanted to have an in-person team and that has worked very well for us. I'm open to the idea that there's perhaps a whole world of resources and options out there with, with VAs and stuff, but that's just what we have done for our culture and it has worked very well. It is of course more expensive, but I find that for our company, we're really getting the value creating a, an in-person culture here. And that makes sense, especially because you're probably doing more local property management within yeah. your region and having them like know this person and that person personally within the team, even like if a maintenance request or whatever needs to happen. It makes sense completely to do that. I think that's a great idea. And I love those three questions. Those are very strategic. And I love the fact that they're not, they're not emotional questions. However, mm -hmm. they are like, they're kind of like well-being, internal happiness meters or something like that. I don't know, mm -hmm. it, without being like super obvious that you're trying to make sure that everybody's happy. You're really trying to make sure everybody's happy. I love those questions. We've implemented it a, a few years ago. 
And it, it's so simple. Any leader could set it up in five minutes after this podcast. If you have Google Workspace, do it there. If you do it in Excel, like it, it's free. And it's a very powerful tool to, and you can do it with just two or three people. With just one or, or two team members, obviously you remove the, there's really no anonymity there. But once you have three or four, then you can be completely anonymous. And I find that opens up transparency and honesty. That's great. And I'm taking that or I'm thinking that comes a little bit from your psychiatry background, just a little just bit a little there. You know, it, one of the things that comes from medicine in our company is blessedly medicine and property management are different in that there are emergencies in property management, fires, floods, all sorts of things, but very different than, a, than an emergency in medicine. But in medicine, I had to miss a lot of weddings, funerals, first birthdays, like things that you just don't get back. And I understand why that happened. Being a physician is a very special role that requires special vices. But in my company, another thing we're very transparent about is we say we have a, a fairly generous PTO policy. We're a young company. We're always growing and improving our benefits, and that's one of them. But I will really say to our team, no one should ever miss a wedding a funeral, a first birthday, whatever it is, those things that you don't get back. Like, right. I can't always promise that, you know, that you'll make it to every single family lunch kind of thing. There are times when yeah. we have to work evenings and weekends. But to the extent possible, I'm going to make sure that everyone gets to those events that can't be repeated. And even though those events are rare, it might be one yeah. or two per person per year. I think just saying that in our company, people know that Yes, work is important. Yes, the company needs to be run. Yes, property management is a 24-7 endeavor, but we are humans first and we have lives first. And especially as we get bigger, there's enough of us that between the 20 plus of us, like not everyone's going to have a wedding on the same day. Not everyone's exactly. getting married on the same day. Thank goodness. And just small things like that, right? That costs us nothing as a company. And yet I really think it helps with morale. It does. It definitely does. And I can see that if, if an employer ever said that to me, which, by the way, no employer has ever said that to me. Oh, it's really important that you make it to your daughter's ex-birthday or whatever. Like, it's just never happened. And I've never heard of a company making that proclamation. Kudos to you and your husband. But if that ever was said, it would definitely give me a different feeling and a different feeling of value within that company. It's yeah. amazing. We both we both experienced a lot of burnout in medicine and technology. When my when our first daughter was born, something happened at my husband's tech company and he ended up having to work like 24 hours straight. Now he was able to work from home, but I just remember I had a brand new baby and I would wake up and I was getting sleep and he was like still awake. And I'm like, this like, I should be the one that's not sleeping, not you. And he's like, I just need to keep working until the system had a failure, until it's fixed. And just things like that, of, to the extent possible, I'm going to build a company where stuff like that doesn't happen. Like, his company probably had 40 people at that time. Like, was there really no one else that could have picked up that ball in the 24 hours after our first child was born? Like, and I think, what can we do as a company that when stuff like that happens, the person that needs that time to just be a human, gets that time, and someone else can pick up that ball and handle it. That's great. I love it. What other tidbits that do you have or advice about hiring our first full-time employee or second or third or any subsequent amount of team members? One of the things that we've done differently in our company that I think has been very successful 
is, and it, it, it's probably obvious by now in the podcast, is we really hire based on culture. We're a property management company that's run by a physician, a career technologist, that's my husband and I, and then our very first hire was a former Marine. He was a recruiter for the Marines. And then he did all of HR and training for a large healthcare system in our area. Knew nothing about property management, was interested in real estate investment. That's how we came to know each other, but knew nothing about property management. But we knew that we can teach property management, right? If someone can learn medicine, someone can learn property management, right? But culture is very hard. Culture can be taught, absolutely. Culture can be passed down by example, by phrases, all of those sorts of things, branding, internal marketing. But it's harder to teach than just a technical skill, I believe, in pretty much any industry. And when we were setting out to create our team, we thought, well, we want to find a person that is good at recruiting and training. And we're going to hire this person who's a former Marine recruiter and then did all of the hiring and training for a large organization, we can teach him property management, but he's going to come with this skill set and this culture. And the members of our team today, one of them has a background in social work and hospitality. One of them, several of them have backgrounds managing like restaurants and other small businesses. Again, being a leader, being able to set a culture, being able to provide for a team. And then we can teach them all of the property management stuff. The few times that we have hired folks specifically with property management experience, it generally has not worked out, which has been a bit of a surprise. And again, I always remain open to, is there some sort of failure of mine as a leader? Is there something I need to learn here? But I find that they come into our organization with some bad habits and property management has kind of a bad cop mentality, for lack of a better phrase. And we just really don't believe that's true. We believe that property management should be more similar to hospitality and to service. And we bring in people with excellence in hospitality, service. If you're thinking about like that restaurant manager that's great at leading a crew and a cooking staff and making sure all of the guests are comfortable and that people enjoy their time there, that's a person that we can teach things about fair housing and all the things that, that people need to know in property management. And I would just encourage people to think of that, that whatever your industry is, free yourself of the thought of I'm a whatever, I need to find a mini whatever of me and hire that person and just find someone that's really good at customer service and culture and team building and then train them in whatever the thing is that you do, the product or service that you are an expert. And then we get our expertise in terms of like our accountants and our attorneys and those sorts of things, those people are, they're not interacting with like our residents or our maintenance people or those sorts of things on a daily basis. They're providing like the technical leadership that we need for our company, but our boots on the ground, day-to-day -day people, we hire them for culture and train everything else. That's great advice. Hiring for culture and not for skills, or I would say like technical skills, right? Because soft skills are kind of part of that culture. Yes, culture piece, but those hard skills that are the background and the training. I love that. I think that's a brilliant idea. And I've seen in, I've been in management for many years and I've seen that happen in our field too. Like we would bring someone in from another credit union and it would just go because they're like, what do you mean I can't have a drink here? What do you mean I can't use my cell phone? It's just different. And there's just, they can't get past that company culture that they've inherited from the other company or the what they've internalized as industry 
related instead of culture related, which that is a culture related thing. But they internalize it as industrial. Like this is how every credit union in the industry should operate or how every property management should operate. And it's not true. I mentioned that most of our hires have come from word of mouth and relationship based, but we have found some amazing people from Indeed and those sorts of services. And our ads are so funny because you have to read them for a while until you figure out that we do property management. Like our opening line, I don't know it verbatim, but it's something like, do you want to wake up every day and be a part of something bigger than yourself? Are you a go-getter who can work hard but wants to be well-supported? Like it's all of, it's a feelings-based set of questions. And two-thirds of the way down, oh, by the way, we do property management. This is the name of our company. This is where we're located. We're hiring for an accountant or we're hiring for a leasing agent. Because I, I, number one, I think it stands out. Anyone that's on Indeed knows that like they all blend together after you've read like five of them. Yeah, exactly. Industry is, take the 10 buzzwords of that industry and just repeat them over and over. And you have no sense of who you actually want to apply for, who would actually be a good fit, where a good career could avail itself. And we just took a very different path of let's just catch people's attention with the feeling of who we are. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like it literally says, do you want to work very hard and be well supported? We're not we're not a burnout culture. Mm-hmm. We're not in the whip nonstop, but we do work very hard here in twenty seven industry and and getting people to see themselves in that vision. Again, I really believe that the main role of the leader is to set and cast the vision. And then once people see that, that does sound like me. I do enjoy a fast paced environment. I do enjoy working hard. I do want to be supported. I do want to have a comfortable, supportive environment. Oh, a leasing agent. Huh. I've only... I've never done that before, but I have done this other customer service stuff. So let me call these people. And I, it, it's, it works well. It works really. That's also great advice. If you're listening and you haven't taken anything away from this, you must go back and re-listen to it because there's literally like 10 different things. Keep listening. <laughs> exactly. There's 10 different things at least that Dr. Stagerberg has said that will completely change your hiring practice or help you into this hiring practice. I truly appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you've shared with us today because it is literally worth a million dollars, just the advice that you've given us today. Thank you. Yeah. I want want to end on the note, since this is the Determined Mom show, that I really think that women are great connectors and women are great leaders. Stereotypically, right? Everyone has both masculine and feminine energies in them, but feminine energy is much about connecting and meeting people's needs. And most of what I talked about today is doing that with team members, right? And then passing that on that your team members can connect with your clients and can do in that way that has connection and service. And and, and the technical piece, I think think in modern business, we focus so much on kind of what masculine energy brings of technical expertise and skills and those sorts of things. And those are absolutely important, 100%. But Women can bring such excellence in communication and intuition and understanding what people need and giving it to them and leading and inspiring again, setting that vision and getting people toward it. I just want to leave on like a positive note for fellow women entrepreneurs or people considering entrepreneurship that there is so much power in being a woman in business. That is very true. And I know that this audience is full of determined moms like you and I. Um, who are out here hustling, making things happen, and just trying to change the world. And 
also trying to bring like exactly what you and your husband are doing other people along with us, right? That's the goal is to make sure that it's not only us that's benefiting, but bringing other people just like our children. And like, we want to see everybody happy. We want to see everybody thrive. I love that also about your business as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom with us. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And where is the best place for people to connect with you online? The name of our company is Black Swan Real Estate. We're a real estate investment and property management company. And someone can connect with us at meetblackswan.com. That has our newsletter, our Facebook group, a link to my calendar. All sorts of resources are there at meetblackswan.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Stagerberg, for being here. And we wish you the best with your company. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. What is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six-marketing-musts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers.